Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The shepherds went in haste to Bethlehem and found Mary and Joseph and the infant lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known the message that had been told them about this child. All who heard it were amazed by what had been told them by the shepherds. And Mary kept all these things, reflecting on them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as it had been told to them. When eight days were completed for his circumcision, he was named Jesus the name given him by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. The Gospel of the Lord. I'm going to begin by wishing all of you a very happy new year. I think I've already broken my New Year's resolution. It's only 7.30 in the morning. Which is probably okay because this year we celebrate the New Year within the Year of Mercy. And as we think about what is going to be different about my life this year, how am I hoping things will be better in 2016 than in 2015? At the forefront of our minds should be what does this year of mercy mean to me? What does this year of mercy mean to me? As I've reflected on before, the year of mercy is it's not really meant to be just kind of like another year where we focus on a different aspect of the church's life. When I was in Rome my first year, we were in the year of the priests. And that was a year where we sort of reflected on and prayed for our priests. We just finished the year of consecrated life where we sort of reflect on and pray for those living consecrated life. But this year of mercy is really more than reflecting on mercy or reflecting on the works of mercy. It's a year filled with special graces that have been extended by the Holy Father in order to experience that mercy in our lives. John Paul II, in his second document that he wrote, Divas in Misericordiae, says that when we experience mercy, 
we move from the way of pilgrimage to the way of conversion. We move from the way of pilgrimage to the way of conversion. Pilgrimage is sort of, we're all walking in this direction. Conversion is we're all being transformed continually within. That our hearts are really changed within. That we truly cast off the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. That we manifest that conversion in our lives. That we manifest that joy in our lives. So that anybody who encounters us will see Jesus has touched this person. That is the hope of this year of mercy. And as we celebrate this feast of Mary, Mother of God, it's an opportunity for us to reflect on Mary as a model of mercy. Because more than anyone else, her heart was changed by Jesus. Her life was transformed by Jesus. So much so that she sort of lived in a constant state of amazement. In the gospel reading today, it says that the shepherds went in haste to Bethlehem to find Mary and Joseph and the infant lying in the manger. And they made known the message that had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed. All who heard it were amazed. That line's fascinating. Why? Because Mary had been visited by the angel Gabriel, who told her everything that was going to happen. You're going to become the mother of God. Joseph was visited by the angel Gabriel and told, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. She's conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit. And you are to name this child Jesus. So they had already encountered, in a very direct way, this message. They already knew who this child was. And so it would seem that when the shepherds showed up and they said, we've been visited by an angel who told us that this child was to be born, they would have just said, yeah, we know. But instead, they were amazed at this message. They lived in this constant state of wonder. And Mary constantly was contemplating these things in her heart, reflecting on these things in her heart. Throughout St. Luke's Gospel, every time Jesus does something, Mary's reflecting on it in her heart. It's the only gospel that points this out. Tradition says that St. Luke interviewed Mary. And so his gospel is informed by her. And that state of amazement in the Blessed Mother was something that she lived in all of the time because God had had mercy on her.
God had mercy on the world through her. And so she was, in fact, an instrument and a model of God's mercy. And when we think about modeling our life after the mother of God, it can be really intimidating. Because when we think about what Mary does, we tend to focus on like, the amazing stories, like the really big stories that Mary has appeared to the children of Fatima, that she appeared in Lourdes, and all of these people are cured of diseases. That Our Lady of Guadalupe brought about the conversion of the people of Mexico. But there was also the day-to-day things that Mary did. Because she truly was the mother of God, which means that she did everything that a mother does. That when Jesus was a baby, she fed him. Last night, I was at a party, and I was preaching to a bunch of little kids. They weren't really sure if Mary ever changed Jesus' diapers, but I told them she did. And she disciplined him, and she taught him to pray. And she taught him many other things. She probably had to patch him up when he fell down. She comforted him when he was afraid. She got up in the middle of the night to comfort him when he was crying. And she did all of these very normal things for the Son of God. And because she did all of these normal things for the Son of God, it makes all of those normal things holy. Because surely when she got up in the middle of the night to respond to her crying child, she also pondered that in her heart. Because she's truly his mother, every aspect of motherhood then becomes holy. Because they're all things that Mary did for Jesus. And our own path to sanctity, it happens in those normal everyday things. It happens when we invite our Lord into the mundane, normal, everyday tasks of our own lives. And we recognize that those tasks are holy because they were done for the Son of God in a very concrete way. One of the models of a spirituality of mercy is St. Therese, who practiced the little way. 
who instead of saying, Lord, help me to suffer more or help me to be great, she asked to be small, that she might be a witness to God's love and mercy, to be a victim to merciful love. And Mary herself practiced that little way. Because it was through those ordinary everyday tasks that she encountered the living God and contemplated his face. And so during this year of mercy, what are we going to do differently? One of the most transformative things that we can do is learn to practice that little way. Not to make large, swooping, grand gestures, but rather to really focus on consecrating every aspect of our lives, every aspect of our day. A couple of weeks ago, I had the chance to be with Father Gately, who wrote 33 Days to Morning Glory, and he just finished a book called 33 Days to Merciful Love. And it's not quite published yet, but when it is published, I'd recommend it to all of you, because it is a sort of devotional that helps to open up this little way of St. Therese. And to recognize that our true holiness and transformation happens when we learn to contemplate the face of Christ in the small things of our life. When we can make every aspect of our lives holy. And like the mother of God, we learn to contemplate Jesus in our hearts. We learn to live in a state of constant amazement at the way that our Lord has touched our lives. And then we truly will enter into that way of transformation, that way of conversion. Our lives truly will become a witness to the way that Jesus has touched our hearts. And we will be a light that shines in the darkness. That God willing will draw more and more people to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ.